Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we're going to be continuing our Infinity Saga rewatch with Incredible Hulk. All that right of this ad, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley, we're doing Matt. it. We're going way back, way, way back to the second ever MCU movie, 2008, once again. With the Incredible Hulk, um, should yeah. would you like to start or or, or should I? <laughs> I mean, what did you think of the Incredible I, Hulk, Ashley? I'll say the same thing that I texted you while I was watching this movie is that I can't believe that the MCU kept going after this. Right after you put out something like Iron Man and have that come first, like it would have made sense if this came first and then Iron Man can, came second, and everyone still being behind it. But even with us maybe watching the movies as close together as we did, didn't do this movie any favors because I was like, what are we doing here? Even the intro is just like way too much. Because you know when they introduced Spider-Man, they chose not to do his backstory, which is fine. Everybody knows who Spider-Man is, but you took the time to let us kind of get to know him. They mm-hmm. did this like manic three-minute montage that doesn't really make any sense. And you're supposed to just know what's going on. And yeah, yeah I don't know. It's I get not wanting to the hell tell the whole story over again, but it's like, what the heck is happening in the opening? It was, uh, I, don't, I didn't care for it off the bat. Yeah, as soon as the opening started, I, this is not a movie I revisit often. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, let, let's see, let's see how this, let's see how this, let's see how this is. And man, it is terrible. It is truly <laughs> terrible. I, I think it's a terrible, terrible movie. It has some saving graces. But especially compared to the quality we expect from the MCU. The thing is, like, you talk about how this, you know, Iron Man came out and then this came out. They came out one month apart. <laughs> Iron Man came out in My May. Goodness. This came out in June. It's the closest we've ever had two MCU movies together. And I think, like, even though this is bad, I think this is a bad movie. It yeah. built the fact that Iron Man showed up in it at, in the post credit sequence and stuff. Like, I think that was what propelled this into a universe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, even though it was like, okay, that movie wasn't good, but like it, it all, it, it almost felt like those movies came out at the same time to people. Yeah. It was, Iron Man was still in theaters when this one was released. You know what I mean? And even Tony's post credit scene doesn't make any sense. Am I no crazy? Sense. But it makes no sense, right? No he sense doesn't even find out about the Avengers initiative until he does. Iron Man 2, right? No, no. Iron Man 1 is... that. That's the thing about Iron Man 1 that's so epic, is before you leave the theater, you get the post-credit sequence of, we, you know, we just watched it, and it's the it's Samuel L. Jackson hanging out in his house saying, uh, you've become a part of a bigger universe, you don't even know mm-hmm. it yet. And so that's yeah. like, that's the moment. That's the moment it became a universe. And so having him show up in this one and bringing up the Avengers, I, I can't remember if... Uh, Samuel Jackson says Avengers. I think he does. I think he says the Avengers Initiative in that first, hmm. um, that first appearance. I, I, we just watched it. I can't believe I can't remember. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of this I blacked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it's definitely like he he's introduced to Shield, and then they're introduced to the Avengers Initiative. Maybe even it's off camera, but like the idea is there because because you know he met with Nick Fury. Um, the th- but the the th- thing that doesn't make sense about it though <laughs> is does Secretary Ross? It's not Secretary in this one. It's um, General Ross mm-hmm. know about Shield or not? Because uh, 
there's this whole scene, and it, I think this was added in post to create more connectivity between the two movies because it's all digital. And it's just a moment where he says, off screen, someone turns their head and says, it's, it's General Ross says, we're going to check the S.H.I.E.L.D. database. Hmm. And then it turns to all digital and it shows S.H.I.E.L.D. looking for them communicating. Okay. Between uh, Mr. Okay. Blue and Mr. Green. So apparently General Ross knew enough to uh, like use S.H.I.E.L.D. assets. But then at the end of the movie, he's like, who are you with? And uh, Tony Stark smirks at him. Which I guess maybe he's thinking to, uh, smirking because he's going to introduce him to the Avengers or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's with Shield in that moment. Like, and Joe yeah. Ross apparently knows enough about Shield to use the database, but does is is very surprised by the idea that Shield would be recruiting Tony Stark or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a mess. It's, it really is a mess. But more than any of that, it's what you said, which is the beginning of this movie. They try to tell the origin story in flashback. And it is terrible. It's like this weird first-person <laughs> thing. They were trying to, I think, elicit uh, the 70s TV show intro. Right. Which is cool as a reference, but it's not a cool way to introduce characters. You know what no, I mean? Not at all. <laughs> they did it in uh, She-Hulk, too. They did, a, they did the same sort of scene, but as like a reference and as like a little aside, not as, let's introduce our characters this way. And yeah. the thing that makes this movie not work is you do not get to know these characters at all before the action ensues. The only interesting character, the only one they take time to build, is Blonsky, and he's supposed to be the villain, but he's so freaking interesting. He's so yeah, you're just rooting for him the whole time. Yeah, like I was thinking <laughs> about it. If you barely have to change anything in this movie to make him the hero of this movie, <laughs> no. And I'll tell you this: I love Edward Norton, and I think he makes a good Banner, and he's one of the best actors. But I think Ruffalo, in the end ended up being a better choice like Mm -hmm. as the film goes on i still think norton would have done an equally good his job he's a good actor and i think with the right directors and around the right cast it would have been different and he knew like he got in trouble and kicked out of this for trying to change the the script and do things that we now enjoy that actors are allowed to have some kind of creative influence like look at the blade movie you know, we're talking about Mashara Ali being like, I don't like this script. Like, I don't think anybody else is going to like it. And that's kind of what uh, Norton tried to do. And for a I, minute there, it was almost career suicide. I don't know. I, love I, the- I don't know. I don't know. The back- you may know the background better than I do, but I've always heard the opposite. It was that his, a lot of his um, sort of pushing back on the studio was what turned it into what it was. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Which oh, way I that see. I heard that he he didn't like what they were doing with the movie. So he kept. Pushing and pushing and pushing. Hmm. Interesting. See, um, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I've don't always know. heard the opposite that he was, he got super involved in like pushing them to rewrite things and take things out he didn't like and do this. And that kind of what turned it into the mess that it is. Now, it may hmm. be, there's, it may be somewhere between those two stories that like they both have their narratives that yeah. are probably both wrong. Um, I mean, historically, it's really hard for actors to get final cut. I don't even think that's ever happened. Um, So I couldn't imagine that he was allowed to get final cut on the film. I wouldn't say he got final cut, but he might have gotten a lot of input. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I heard the different. Uh, But they made a lot of fun of it in Birdman, and none of it was like he was trying. It it was more that he was just like a nuisance for them to work with. Right, right. That's interesting. Uh, I'll have to look into it. And it's probably all, 
we'll probably never know for sure because it's yeah because one will say one thing and one exactly the, the, the Terrence exactly. Howard thing all over again. <laughs> Clearly, me and you have heard our opposite the opposite narratives, and it's like I don't know what happened, but I've just always heard. Yeah, and I don't really read, so don't follow me or listen. To <laughs> His hair also looks ridiculous in that the super black, and then within the next scene, it's like a very light brown. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing? And yeah. I would like to speak to OSHA about how that plant is run in the beginning and their cleanliness of soda bottles. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, well, he, the guy does need a new factory, he says. He does. Yeah, th- this movie is just, it's a mess because it's about an hour and a half into the movie of a two hour, an hour and 50 minute movie. You're an hour and a half in before anything interesting happens between what is su- supposed to be the three main characters. The three main characters, like Blonsky is supposed to be the antagonist. And then, and then General Ross, at the end of the movie, it's General Ross, Betty Ross, and Banner on the ship together. And the, right. to me, the only interesting character moment in that entire movie is when General Ross's soldiers start to fire while um, Betty is on the field of battle. And Hulk yeah. protects her. And there's this really interesting moment where Hulk looks at General Ross like, look what you did, and yells at him. And it's sort of this like... General Ross being thankful for the Hulk that he's been chasing, you know, because he just protected his daughter. And, like, it's this question of, like, how much does he care about his daughter versus how much does he care about the Hulk? And it's this Ahab sort of feeling. Like, but none of that happens till an hour and a half into the movie. So you don't really get a sense of their. There's a moment where he first gets to the college and he watches Betty from afar and they play this sappy music. (laughs) And it's like. It's like they want us to feel the way that Steve feels when he sees um, uh, Peggy. Peggy Carter when he v- visits the past and she like walks into the office and he's like hearing her and like thinking about her, you know? Mm-hmm. And they want us to feel that way, but they've done no work, no establishing work for us to feel that way. They just like, well, let's play some sappy music. That'll tell them that they're in love, you know? Yeah. And she already has a new boyfriend. It's only been a couple years. And of course, it's Phil from Modern Family, and I love him, so I feel bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> I love him, too. But I, at this point, when I watched this movie, I knew him as the sort of creepy guy from Dawn, uh, of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. And so I had a very different experience watching this in 2008 when I was like, ooh, that guy? <laughs> Phil. Phil comes through in the end. He betrays them, but then he comes through saying, you know, like, yeah, he tells the general that you know i can tell when someone's lying i take it as a personal pride or a professional pride that i can tell when someone's lying as a, oh, as yeah, a, he's a psychiatrist psychiatrist but you're lying sir like cause, <laughs> and he's he's lying about the fact that he is cares more about her safety than he does about catching the hulk which like that's a very interesting thing about general ross and i wish they had like turned into that i wish we had established this movie should have been an origin story is what i'm saying it yeah. should have been an origin story it needed to be and they're like nah let's just jump in there everyone knows who the hulk is like the pacing is just terrible yeah it's it's in my notes i have finally tim roth is here and it is way down <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yeah know? He, you know he comes in like fairly early but he's only in for a second but then he drops in he is so good in it and like not just yeah. him though all everything around him, the writing is great with him. The like his motivation as a to be the abomination is wonderful. Like him just like desiring to be more powerful, to be yeah, younger he's again. Older. Yeah. It's so um, good. <laughs> one thing I did pick up from this 
which has, you know, it's an interesting, I know we've probably talked about it before, but it seems like, you know, She-Hulk took to being the Hulk and still was her, even for the most part when, um, you know, Tim Roth or whatever, Adrian, what's his name? Blonsky. Blonsky. When he turns into the abomination, he's still him. How could, it's like only Banner has the, the dual personalities. And I think it's yeah. really interesting. We've only seen two. Well, and then Sakaar, I guess, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, who might have been born Hulk. I don't know if that kid can even turn back and forth. I don't know much right. about Sakaar. But, yeah. uh, Scar, I think is the name. Sakaar is the planet. Scar oh, the... I, thought it, I thought he just named him after the planet where he, like, you know how you name your kid Dallas if, you know, they're conceived. <laughs> this is Memphis, Orlando, and Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I've never heard of that tradition. <laughs> <laughs> That's in that movie with Vince Vaughn. It's my, one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's uh, Four Christmases when they go home. Like, he says his name is something else, and he's in this relationship, and they're like, she's like, why do they keep calling you Orlando? He's like, oh, that's my real name. I changed it because I was embarrassed. You know, I changed it to Gary. And they're like, yeah, we're all named after the uh, the cities that we were conceived in. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. So the other thing, you you mentioned the idea of like, the, we, we talked about how it should have been an origin story. One of the things that that would fix is this ridiculous, there's a couple things that have ridiculous logic to them. And one of them is, um, or at least it, it takes away from the characters, at least. General Ross says, I, they thought they were working on making him, uh, you know, radiation resistant. And, and he said, I would have never told him what I was really working on. Like, that kind of destroys the idea that Banner is like this amazing scientist if he was, like, working on some project that he just didn't understand at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but then he tried it on himself. And there's another where he goes into the lab... And he gets away by giving a piece of pizza to Lou Ferrigno. Um, an oh, extra, yeah. extra meaty slice, which I thought was nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, he's like, I have an extra meaty for uh, whatever. Anyway, he hands the pizza to Lou Ferrigno. And then a second later, he gets into the lab and he's on a computer in a secure lab. But then it cuts over to a lab assistant who he's given a piece of pizza to, who's the same actor who plays... Um, the teacher in far from in homecoming star spider-man so there's it's a possibility that's the same character i guess he's oh, like a yeah, science maybe he's a science teacher i've heard that logic before i don't know if it's huh. true anyway he hands him that piece of pizza and it's like okay i get if you're a pizza delivery guy and you're like i have a delivery for someone and the security guy lets you in even though you don't have the right even though he's having you on the list or something because you're a pizza delivery guy but yeah. he somehow convinced a lab tech I'm a pizza guy who needs to use a computer for a while in your super secret lab. I'll give you a piece of pizza for it. Like you can get anything out of me. If you offer me a slice of pizza, (laughs) there's not much I won't do for pizza. (laughs) It's fair. That's fair. Maybe that guy's a real, it totally tracked with me. I was like, Oh shit. You're going to give me that whole pizza for free. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. And it's Edward Norton has that little like innocent child, like, (laughs) which is why I love that movie primal fear when he switches back and forth from being like the psychopath and like the, like the guy who has the split personalities because he does it. So, Oh, you've never seen primal feel. Oh my God. Oh my God. Richard Gere is, his lawyer and he's like convicted of murder and he's like i'm just this really nice sweet young guy from the south and then he has this <laughs> other personality who's just a monster and then yeah Oof. drama ensues i won't give it away but one of his best movies just like you said i freaking love edward norton i think he's great in almost everything yeah 
but not this not this and not it's this. i don't think it's his fault it, like well it might it, it so, might be some of some of it might be <laughs> uh, as we talked about earlier but like the biggest thing is whoever wrote this movie whether it was him adding to the writing or whether it was the writers pushing it on him this movie is just terribly written it's melodramatic yeah. it's terribly directed the actors have zero chemistry just zero at all it's like the only person on screen i care about is blonsky the entire time <laughs> yeah and it's like the the Oh, it's like you were saying, the writing. Uh, we came off Iron Man, which is the jokes all hit. Everything that mm -hmm. they're doing works. All their lines are working. Everything's making me laugh. Everything's doing what it's supposed to. This, he's like, don't make me hungry. You won't like me when I'm hungry, which I knew is, now has turned into a loved meme. But are you mm -hmm. kidding me? Did you really <laughs> just say that to me in my Hulk movie? Oh, I was. See, I yeah, felt like I like that was, joke. I liked that joke in two thousand eight. Like that joke made I me don't. laugh in two thousand eight. I don't. You know what I did like? I'll give a good. What something I did like? Mm -hmm. I thought that this is one of the best Stan Lee cameos of all of them. I agree. I think it's great. It's it's one of the first. You, you know, you keep talking about this is coming off of Iron Man, and I do want to say like I think it's a little different than that. It these are the two options. These are, oh, I mean, like, it, coming off us watching Iron Man. Oh, I know, I know. I just mean, like, from a, from a production standpoint, though, it's like, this was kind of like two different versions of what this universe could have been. It could have been this terrible, schlocky, like, this movie has so little character in it, and so little to make you care about the characters, that, like, it really is just about references and action sequences. Like that's yeah. all this movie is. It's like, Hey, there's a reference to the earlier Hulk. There's a reference to the TV show. There's a reference right. to this. There's a reference from comics. There's a reference. It's like, there's that. And then there's action sequences. And some of the action sequences are long and boring. The one, the chase, yes. the chase through Brazil is long and boring. Um, yeah. Even the, oh, and the in Harlem that chase fight. from Brazil, let me know that you're using tranquilizers because I'm sitting here on this rewatch going, how many dogs did they just kill? They just killed, like, <laughs> what are we doing here, Disney? And then I was like, oh, it's a tranquilizer. You know, you say that <laughs> about the dogs, and I agree. Yeah, they were using tranquilizers. But like this movie has a lot of death in it, too. A lot of Marvel movies, like even if something explodes and you can kind of be like, Oh well, those guys probably died. They don't normally show the bodies on screen, but this yeah. movie has like Liv Tyler is trying to reach out to the Hulk, and she's climbing over like a dead soldier. Like there's just <laughs> dead bodies, like littered. I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> there's just dead bodies littered through this whole movie. It's really strange. The Hulk against regular people, which happens a lot in this, is hilarious. I'm like, good yeah. luck, guys. Yeah, you right. keep going. And then you have Blonsky come out, and I'm just like, oh my God, he's so cute and small. It makes me want to die. Like, no yeah. offense to small people, but like, he is like, what, four, nine, and he's just like, ah. And I'm like, go get him. I totally get it. And he gets that terrible burn when what's his face is like, what are you, 45? And he's like, I'm 39. And he's like, oh, it takes a toll, doesn't it? And I'm like, oh, no wonder he's choosing to do this, which makes him the most easily relatable character in this. Yeah, for sure. He's like the only character we understand his motivation at all. Like, yes, we know that like um, Banner doesn't want to hurt anyone and he loves Liv Tyler. Like, we know that, but it's all intellectual knowledge. Like, we don't really see that, you know? We don't see him regretting hurting someone. We don't really see him... Uh, like, it, that, that all should have been in the origin story that this movie yep. should have absolutely been. And then it could have been him proving his intelligence by like figuring out what general ross was really up to you know and instead it's just yeah it's it's stupid yeah 
it's and it's stupid. like the him getting around while everyone's looking for him. Like first we see him in the last place that I'd want to be barefoot and naked is in the rainforest of Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Like you're definitely stepping on something there. And then the next scene he's in Virginia. And I'm like, how did you get there? Everybody's yeah. looking for you. How did you get from the rainforest of Guatemala to Virginia so easily? It's not a big deal. But I would like some uh, a little bit of continuity there. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Well, and it's also like they make him like a super spy, and they also make it clear that he's like no has no training and no military and no. Um, there's that great scene when he takes everything out of Liv Tyler's. I say great, sort of. Sort, it's it's a funny joke, but you you care so little for these characters that this joke doesn't land well. He takes all these things out of her pocket and says, we can't use any of this. And she's like, I can't use my lip balm. And he's like, well, no, you can have your lip balm. And she's, he's like, well, how about my glasses? And he's like, well, yeah, you can have your glasses. You just you can't use your phone or the credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a funny joke in any other movie, but these characters don't work. They have zero chemistry. And like, and this is 75% of the movie is over before we get scenes with those two trying to be on the run together and they try yeah. to st- like think about a movie that had started with two characters with great chemistry and then they get torn apart and then the whole movie they're they're striving to get back together that would have been meaningful and then yeah. these moments where they're on the run would have been meaningful but instead they just didn't do the groundwork at all nope and speaking of things like him trying to swallow that hard drive was the most unrealistic part of this entire movie. <laughs> that hard drive was so big. And I mean, it would have been more realistic if he shoved it up his ass, but then I guess he wouldn't have been able to run as fast. But like just the way he's, that, that hard drive was about five inches. I just can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. It's just little things like that. I don't know. It pulls me out of it. People can swallow things. It, he did have a hard time with it. it was, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, in your throat, Edward. <laughs> Push it down. Exactly, but still, exactly. it just didn't say it just didn't make it. I was like, oh, and it's not, you know, it's the little things like right. that that bring me out because I'm looking at all the little details. Like even the scene where he changes, it's not even surprising that that's going to be the scene where we're going to see him change because he runs into this all glass skyway hallway. And I'm like, here we go. Big monster mm-hmm. time. Big. Well, <laughs> and I love, again, this is that like references and action sequences is all this movie's about. Because the characters don't work. And that scene where he changes is has this horror movie element to it. Like the gas fills. Yeah. You see his hands clap on the glass and then his hand changes. And then he's revealed in all his Hulk majesty. You know, and at that point in the movie, I don't think we've seen him fully in his full no. form yet. So it's it's a nice scene. But I think you're getting at something. Like you keep saying it's the little things, but I don't think it is the little things. It's the fact that you don't care at all makes you notice all these little things like other movies i love that um the re- reference you, you know in the dark night or, or um yeah in dark night there's a there's a scene where batman flies into a tunnel and it's it's 8 a.m because the the uh trading floor just opened at the stock exchange and then mm-hmm. he flies into a tunnel and when he flies out it's nighttime oh yeah and the <laughs> fight continues uh-huh. and like that is crazy. We didn't notice that. But the reason we don't notice it is because we actually care about what's going on. So, like, if you do the yeah. work, you can have huge flaws in your movie. But if you do the work of making us care what's going on, it doesn't matter. But then when you, you don't do the groundwork, we don't care about these characters, then 
you do a little thing like have someone swallow a USB drive and you're like, that's the worst. That's, <laughs> that's so all stupid. You think about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you don't have anything to care about. So you're not like, you're f- over-focusing on all these little tiny elements. Well, speaking of, since we're right here, overall, um, what did you think about the way the Hulk looked in this? Because I personally didn't care for it. It doesn't look like Norton to me. They're like trying to make him hot. His eyes were too green and it looks like bad effects. His hair sucks. Like, it's, I don't know. I give it four out of ten. Four out of ten Hulks. <laughs> I- I don't mind the Hulk in this. The CGI is definitely still, they're still learning. I think the best CGI is when they're in the cave. I like that CGI when he's like, but it's like him being very still. So they didn't have to work as hard. Right. Um, but yeah, the CGI is kind of bad. And But I, I guess I don't mind the design of the Hulk, but I know you you have stronger opinions about that than it I do. It doesn't, I don't know whether, whether they were like, it doesn't look like Ed- Edward Norton at all. Right. And then it has like the long, like sexy shaggy hair in my face. Like they were really trying to make him like kind of sexy, and you don't yeah. have to do that. Like even no. like the Ruffalo, the Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk looked like him. It's interesting that you think they were trying to make him sexy. I don't feel that way. I think there were moments oh, they when they're trying to make him sexy. Hairs and, uh, I thought sexy they were Hulk. trying to make him look more monster-like. They're looking at making him look more savage, and maybe that reveals more about what you think is sexy. I guess uh, he had than- like a hum- the human face. It was just, it was too much with the hair and, and the, I don't know. See, I think he's more humanized and more, like, traditionally attractive in the other ones. This one, he looks, to me, more monster-like. Mm. No, I didn't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do. Yeah, I don't know. This is the only Hulk I'd probably, you know. Yeah, right. Like I'm saying, I think it reveals more about what you find attractive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I like that emo look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he definitely looks like emo Hulk. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, but he didn't look like Edward Norton. He has not washed his hair in a while. Mm-mm. He's been hanging out at shows all weekend. Yeah, he's real sweaty. <laughs> it's got the abs. The one part of this movie that I think works, other than Blonsky, and, and he's a big part of the reason this other thing works, is the campus fight scene. I think that is the only scene that works well. It like mixes yeah. in really great character moments. Like I said, it's the only moment I care anything about the whole... The banner... Betty and General Ross. Like, it's the only moment I care about those characters in the entire movie is when, you know, there's that interesting dynamic where he wants to protect his daughter, but he wants to get the Hulk, and and, and the Hulk wants to protect her too. And sort of like these two men that hate each other, um, the man and the monster that hates him are like, but they have the same, they have the same main purpose or whatever. Yeah. It's an interesting idea, but they don't explore it much at all. It's just uh, the movie is not about that. What I do like about this movie and that scene specifically is they do stick to the main main comic theory is that you can't stop the Hulk. He just gets more mad. And when he gets more mad, he gets stronger and stronger. And the more angry he gets, the bigger and whatever he gets, which I thought throughout the rest of the films ends up like. Ken always has the problem with um, when he meets Thanos for the first time, because even though the whole they're they're easily easy line of just like, oh, well, he had never met someone or fought someone who is that calculated or whatever reason it was Mm -hmm. that Hulk wasn't able to stand up against Thanos in that uh, battleship scene. It's so I don't know. It's very un-Hulk like like this one actually has him able to get mangrier and get stronger and break out of, you know, the sound barrier thing. And that's how he beats Blonsky. And he, he does it in the Avengers too. Um, but in Ultron, you know, they take him down, even though it really wasn't him. It was, you know, uh, possessed him. 
But mm-hmm. if that was the Hulk, you would think that there really wouldn't be anything that could stop him. And even Tony in the uh, Hulkbuster thing, punching him out, it, it doesn't make sense for Hulk. And I don't know why it's like this one actually treats him with his full powers as from the I comics or whatever. Want to see him? Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. It doesn't bother me, but I hear you. I, it, like I do think that the Hulk's a little different in this universe than that one. They've never really explained that the anger is exactly what gives him his power. Um, or, or getting more angry would get him more mm-hmm. powerful. Well, he's always angry. He does throw us that line. Oh, yeah. That's my oh, secret. Yeah. <laughs> it would have made more sense in Infinity War to me if, like, um, the wizard one up there, like, did a spell or something that turned him back to Banner, and then they sent him back down. But not just being easily punched out by, by Thanos. It, when, right. you, when you watch this movie and you're like, wait, wait a minute, that's right, he's the Hulk. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. We just recently did something on that some rewatch or something. I can't remember. Uh, but there's a moment in that where, uh, oh yeah, it was strongest Avenger. We were trying to compare Avengers and their strength mm. levels and Hulk seems very strong. And he, and he's, we were trying to compare Hulk and Thor. And in that scene, you get a pretty good sense that Hulk is, and in, and in the scene in Ragnarok where they fight, Hulk is stronger than Thor, but Thor has more tactics. And then you look at Thanos and Thanos is, Seems like a similar power level to Thor strength-wise, but he has also has tactics. I think is like what they're going for in this universe. You know, I don't know what. Yeah. In a, in other universes, is definitely different. Yeah, well, that's why in the comics, like, there's no stopping the Hulk. The Hulk gets yeah angrier, and I don't know. It makes this movie of all the things makes you actually look at what they do with him moving forward, and you're like, huh? Okay. Yeah. You had to depower him somehow, so whatever, but. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and it's one of those things they always want all the characters to be balanced, especially the Avengers. It's like you, you when you have them fight, it's always like it's always a draw in some way. You're like, "Oh, you proved that he was stronger, but you proved that he was a little faster. Or you proved that he was this, but you he's smarter." You know, it's it's always that sort of thing. They they do something else that's interesting with the Hulk's character, which is they give Banner like a PTSD in this movie, which hmm. is something that Future, they don't do in the future, but it kind of like makes sense with the Banner character, like the way Banner like comes out of being the Hulk, and he's like, huh, huh. like what happened? <laughs> he's all disoriented. Um, mm-hmm. But this this version of Banner has like flashes of the things that happened to him during this Hulk times. So they're playing with this idea of like how much is Banner and how much is the Hulk. And he also has a line. He says, "I don't want to control it. I want to get rid of it." And we know right. now that like this many years later. Uh, that he does learn to control it and he becomes Smart Hulk. And uh, we still haven't gotten a good explanation of what that means exactly. But, yeah. like, we still don't know. Like, it seems like in the first few movies they were trying to make the case that they were separate characters completely. That's what Banner thinks in this one. In Avengers, that's how they talk about it. In Ultron, that's how they talk about it. They talk about the other guy. Um, but now they've combined them somehow, but they still haven't really, like, let... It just seems like... He's Banner with Hulk's power, which I, I right. really like an explanation for where that other personality went. Or, yeah. or are there parts of that personality inside of Banner that he's integrated? We haven't really, yeah. maybe, I'm, I really, after watching this, I had the idea, like, I think that this, there's a chance they could make a good Hulk movie that could really bring back some of the fans of this, like, early MCU, because... Yeah, you know, they've continued on with Thor, and Thor's become this more comedic character. But we've lost 
Captain America and Iron Man. And so it's like the only one left is this uh, of the original four is Hulk. Mm-hmm. Thor is still there, but Thor has been divisive. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's been divisive. I, I like the movies, but they're, they've been divisive. I think if you brought Hulk and really gave him a movie that focused on him, and I think there's a possibility with Thunderbolts because it sounds like Liv Tyler is going to be in it. Um, it sounds like General Ross is going to be in it, played by Harrison Ford. Um, and, you know, I think that's probable that there's going to be a Red Hulk involved. And, you know, <laughs> we know that Hulk is back on Earth with Scar, like, and Blonsky's around. Like, I would see, I would definitely go see, like, a full-on, like, Hulk family movie where it's just, like, all <laughs> the Hulks. Like, what if Red Hulk emerged and Blonsky had to fight him, you know, getting Blonsky yeah, back and like cool. fighting the guy who created him, you know, like I'd mm-hmm. love to see Hulk and Blonsky have to team up after all these years and go after the Red Hulk or something. And Scar's like in tow. Sounds like they would. Yeah. You know, they reached out and apologized. They talked to each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, wrote him poetry and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see like Scar think of Blonsky as like Uncle Blonsky, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. Okay. Um, all most of the connections this movie drew from uh, were, were things that weren't existing yet, but it was basically all uh, Captain America connections, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and that's the next film, right? I don't think so. I think Thor is next. Okay. Which we should know that, but I'm pretty sure First Avenger. I don't is- ever watch. Uh, oh, I've rewatched millions of, like, hundreds of times. It feels like we don't. We don't do release. We always do chronological. Oh, so I don't yeah. know for this way. I have no. I have no remembrance of what comes next. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure because I think First Avenger is the first. Uh, is the movie right before Avengers? Okay. Uh, because they at the end of it, I believe they do the. Uh, like the trailer after he's he's talking to Nick Fury and he's punching the punching bag at the end, it, it cuts to a a trailer for Avengers. That was the post credit sequence to, um, Cat the first Avenger. Yeah, it okay. says uh Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man two is next actually. Oh. Then Thor, then Captain mm-hmm. America, First Avenger, then the Avengers. Okay, cool. Yeah. So up next, Iron Man two. I'm excited about that. Speaking of continuity, was that not the same cabin that Wanda was at at the end? Like, where are all these abandoned three-bedroom, two-bath, 1,800-square-feet cabins that are working <laughs> all around the woods that people could just go live in? Because I'd like one. It's funny you mention it. Uh, they actually do go- revisit that in the M- in, in MCU-adjacent content, I guess, now, because it doesn't seem like they're going to keep it in the MCU. And that's uh, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. they go back there. No way. Um, one of the characters <laughs> needs to learn to control her powers, so they go to a cabin, and it's like has some special technology built into it. And they say, "Yep, she's hanging out in the house that Banner built." And it's oh, like, "Oh no way!" Um, and it's like his cabin, and she's well, out there learning to use her powers. Know. It's I wonder possible. if that is the cabin. <laughs> it's a very different, uh, like out, like it's all snowy where she was, and it could be a different season or something. But uh, mm-hmm. there aren't as many mountains, and it's not all snowy. I, th- I believe that um, Wanda's was a different place, but it, it definitely seems kind of, you know, it's a cabin in the middle of nowhere. It could be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, all this, like I was saying, all the, su- all the connections, they talk about super soldier program. That's been going since world war two, clearly a uh, reference. Um, they mm-hmm. talk about how it's in its very early stages and they have one very promising serum. 
which is apparently derivative of that original super soldier serum. And then the, I thought this was funny. They say the super soldier serum was put on ice for a reason. And I thought put on ice might be foreshadowing. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's That's true. Funny. That's a capsicle joke. Yeah. It's a, it might be a capsicle joke. Very possible. Um, and the, another thing that I think is interesting, there's, there's just, there's just, like, I'm interested to see since it looks like we're getting, um, Betty and general Ross back. Like they end, they end the relationship here by saying, don't ever speak to me as a daughter again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how they, that's how they leave things. And I'm interested to see. Well, I'm sure she's not going to be agreeing with all the things that he's been doing recently. So after this movie, he's sort of like, he's as far as we know, he hasn't been seeking the same stuff out. You know, um, mm-hmm. he's after black widow and black widow. Well, he still built a really shitty underwater prison that he was putting collars around their necks and keeping heroes at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, he was definitely involved with all of the accord stuff, and he's like the enforcement mechanism for the accords. Mm-hmm. But like, now we know that's know. gone. So, what yeah. is his job? What has he been doing? Has he been picking up his? I'm guessing he's been picking up his old super soldier program, and he's going to try to become that. I really hope Blonsky is in that movie because. Um, I'd love to see Blonsky try to talk him out of it, you know, like. Oh, is that, that a mo- is that a movie or a show? Thunderbolt. It's a movie. Okay. They're doing a movie called Thunderbolts, and apparently, Liv Tyler and uh, Harrison Ford are coming back as those two characters. Yeah, so. I've heard so many rumors about that, though. I've also heard that they are rewriting it to make a, uh, uh, Black Widow's sister not as important as they originally wanted to make her to the story, and I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think there was some ass- assumptions when they first announced. Either they, it was, there was some assumptions or maybe someone said it at some point that she was going to be sort of the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, that's not true anymore. I think it's like Bucky Well, and then I the heard leader. Bucky. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, that, that was announced recently. So, it might, it might just be, have been that that was, that was some rumors early on that she was the leader. and Or we all assumed it because she'd be sort of the glue that would tie that team together. But I guess mm-hmm. Bucky makes sense, too. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, yeah. I think this movie, as much as I do not like it, like, it sets up Blonsky wonderfully, and I think it also sets up the leader really well. Like, I wanted more of that character as a lot. I liked when he was being held up by Blonsky, and he says... <laughs> I didn't say I was unwilling. I just needed informed consent. And you've given it. You've given it. <laughs> he like puts him down and <laughs> gives, turns him into a Hulk. I loved that. Um, I was kind of shocked that the Hulk won the fight. Um, sort of that discussion we had about Thanos where he's like, Thanos beat him because he's a better tactician. He's better at like the fighting part of things. And this is a character who has a super soldier serum and the Hulk powers. And then they go to fight, and Blonsky does doesn't do as well. It's not, probably not as powerful as Super Soldier Serum, and it, there might just be something inherently stronger about the Hulk. But in the end, he kind of wins through tactics, which kind of annoyed me because the whole point was Blonsky was like, "Put me. I wish I had. I just I knew all that I know now, but I had my body from ten years ago." Mm-hmm. And General Ross says, "I think I can arrange something like that," and it's like. Why didn't we see Blonsky be the one with tactics and Hulk just beat him through sheer power, you know? It's because he asked him if he had any last words. Oh, yeah. And then he was like, Hulk smash! And I was like, I'm going (laughs) to smash my face into my own TV. (laughs) It's pretty bad. It's all pretty bad. 
basically, I just love Blonsky. But that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that was my whole point of bringing up the Thanos thing. Yeah. Because if he could beat Blonsky, who is pretty much kind of the same thing, with that kind of thing, where was that when he was going up against Thanos? And I don't know. I, I, yeah. don't, my, I, I have no problem with Infinity Four, where it's probably my favorite one. And it has to start somehow. And you have to get Hulk out of there somehow. So And you have to prove whatever. the power of Thanos. Yeah. I feel like you could have done that with Thor, and that was would have been enough. <laughs> yeah, he does have, I think, three three Infinity Stones at that point. Uh, two. Two? One, uh, two. And then he gets the third one? I can't remember. He didn't put it into his hand yet, I'm pretty sure. Okay, gotcha. Because uh, Loki didn't give it to him yet. He does it after, like, we have the Hulk thing. Right, that's right. Um, but still, pretty powerful being already with lots of mm-hmm. skills and the... Uh, fact that he like has two infinity stones can't hurt <laughs> but he yep. seemed to just beat him purely through melee combat which is yeah you which know, is even more of a hmm. it's yeah it makes it makes you even matter <laughs> um but anyway all right guys well that is our incredible hulk discussion for uh, our infinity saga rewatch i'm sorry this was a bit of a downer but like i think it's because this universe is so beloved and we love it so much and so many of these movies are so seminal to the start of it. This one just feels so out of place. Mm-hmm. And you know? we know that a lot of people like this movie and, and, you know, that's great. It does have a place here. It's in our family, but you know, we make it sit at the table by itself at dinner. <laughs> we have a small table in the corner for it. And yeah. probably Thor too, or Iron Man. <laughs> I've been depending. saying for years, I, I think this is like me really changing my mind because i've been saying for years this movie's fine it's like pretty good for like just a regular it's pretty good for a comic book movie before the mcu existed you know what i mean it's like it's a fine comic book movie it's like good action and all that stuff but it's oh the one thing i i I did not mention earlier that i really wanted to i said that that a field fight scene was my favorite one of my favorite parts and that is because it is one of the first times we get two different kind of superheroes abilities going against each other. You have like the smaller, leaner super soldier serum. That's allowing him to like be a really good. Yeah. Like I love all that. That, When, when you see it, it made me feel like, Oh, we could see captain America fight the Hulk. We could see Spider-Man fight Iron Man. Like it just felt like it, as much as I don't like this movie, there's those few nuggets of like really good stuff. And I think that's one of them. It's funny you bring that up because when he Looney Tunes punches him across the the field and he hits the tree, yeah. I laughed out loud. I was oh, like, me ah, too. Oh, oh no, he punches <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Blonsky. <laughs> well, and that's another one of those moments. You know, it, it's hilarious, but it's also gruesome. Like it's way really more gruesome. gruesome than most of the stuff we see in the MCU. He kicks him over there, and then you see him fall, and there's just like a bloody clump of body falls into the foreground it's like they blur it out with uh, the focus but like it's looks terrible i know what's over there yeah Yeah. we we know what that looks that's like this movie's kind of gory compared to like a lot of the uh not gory like horror movie gory but like there's a lot of dead bodies in this movie yeah just stepping on their heads abomination takes a swing in the uh harlem scene and straight up just murders like eight cops like you see their bodies just fly like there's no way they're alive Mm -hmm. after he hit them that hard i was like oop. 
Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind the last actually the the end battle scene like on the street specifically mm-hmm. before it gets out of control. That was fine. I enjoyed it. I was okay with it. I liked it for a minute. It got for really old for me. Like it, it Yeah, went when too they long. left the street, I was like, okay, now we're going and going and going. Yep. This should have uh, been at over. First, already. I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. And I remember being so excited when I left the theater in 2008 for this because I think it was just the pure like fun of Hulk exists in the same universe as Iron Man. Like we yeah. just saw two Marvel movies in two months and they're and they're all connected, you know? Yeah. And I'm still excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> it has its place. <laughs> it does indeed. Um, all right, guys. Well, we'll be back soon. Uh, we're going to do this again soon with uh, Iron Man 2. So uh, be checking that out. And uh, thank you so much. If you would like to support the show, patreon.com slash MCUcast is our Patreon. It has been a huge thing lately. We're doing a lot more over there. We're going to be bringing our Guardians of the Galaxy commentary track soon uh, in preparation for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, And uh, we hope you guys will join us. So check that out. Patreon.com slash MCUcast. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at Patreon.com slash MCUcast. You make this show possible. And a huge shout out to both, that's right, there's two of them now, Illuminati-tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III and Lieutenant Bongo. Thank you, guys. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv.